0: I'm Aubrey Henderson, I'm a recovering people pleaser turned self-worth coach, here to help you befriend your inner critic, break up with people pleasing, and reconnect with your desire. Every week I share my answers to your questions, live coaching sessions, interviews, and more to help you reconnect with your self-worth. Have you ever felt stuck in your life and just needed a really fucking good pep talk? Well, babe, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Ask Aubrey. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, babes, welcome to this week's episode. This is the last installment in our series on things that are not your job. Now, these are things that we have been socialized to believe are our responsibility or our thing to carry, our burden to bear, but actually they're not. And so we wanna talk about those things and begin to unlearn them together. And so this week, um for the last episode in this series, I want to talk about something that has been probably the hardest of all of these lessons. I mean, they all personally apply to me. Um, but <laughs> this one has been probably the hardest for me to unlearn. And I think in a lot of ways, like when i when I say this statement and it's I mean, I say it as if I'm hiding it, it's the title of the episode, you know what it is. um but you know, when I When I say this statement I'm about to say, it can feel the most obvious out of all of these lessons, right? It can feel the most obvious um, of all of these things to unlearn. But in reality, when you've internalized this message, it can be really, really tough to stop believing it. And so I'm excited to talk more about it. And so today I'm going to tell you why it is not your job to endure being treated like shit. And my true, genuine hope is for most people that you hear that and that your reaction is, Aubrey, of course that's not my job. Duh, no kidding. But I cannot tell you how many times I have heard people in my life, or myself, to be honest, excuse someone else's shitty treatment of them or shitty behavior. I'm going to say the word shitty a lot in this episode, y'all. Sorry. Um as being normal, as being, you know, just part of a relationship, just something you have to get through, something that they've accepted. And, you know, we do this all the time. This is really common. And especially if you're listening to this and like many of you I know are people pleasers or, you know, you are dealing with codependency or you just hate conflict or you struggle with believing in your own worthiness. And that means that you're extra susceptible to this, right? And like, get real with yourself just for a second here. And really ask yourself like, hmm, have I done this? And I bet you are thinking of at least one example concretely in your mind where you have excused someone else just being really, truly shitty to you. And in my own life, I have roughly 1 million examples that just kind of like frrr, like list <laughs> themselves in my mind when I think about this. It is such a present pattern for me, and I know it is for many of you too. And before we jump in, I do want to just give a little caveat here that you know, what I'm talking about can apply to a whole, really a whole range of situations, right? And all kinds of types of relationships. It can be something you experience at work. It can be something you experience in a romantic partnership, in your relationship with members of your family, with your friends, with your roommates, all of these things, right? And, you know, the notion of people being shitty to you, right? People not treating you well or the way that you deserve to be treated I realize that that we're veering closely or it can be closely connected to abuse or intimate partner violence and things that that I'm not I'm not necessarily going to go in depth about here, right? Um, but I will include some resources for in the show notes. So you know, list to to different free resources that are available. Um, because I know for me, if I think about my kind of most poignant personal examples of this, of when I felt like I was just being treated terribly by another person, where I felt like it was my job to just tolerate it and endure it because it, that was kind of what I deserved, those, those examples come from a relationship that now, years later, I am able to reflect on and correctly label as abuse. And I know for some of you listening, that might be true for you as well. So if you're hearing this, and you're in a situation where someone is being violent toward you, someone is causing you harm or causing you to feel unsafe, please just know that you are so loved, you are not alone, and that there are resources that exist to help and support you. And so I'll put some of those in the show notes, um, but just wanted to make sure I was explicit about that. Okay, so as we think about this idea of Believing that it's our responsibility to sort of endure shitty treatment from others. Um, You know, not just being treated in a shitty way, which I think we all have been at some point in our lives, every human being has been treated unkindly, right? But believing that it's actually our responsibility to put up with it, right? To just kind of grin and bear it and get through it. And I think there are a lot of reasons why we do this. And, you know, one is that, you know, perhaps it is a survival mechanism. So maybe for you, someone being unkind or inconsiderate feels really familiar and normal for you because of, you know, some experiences you've had previously in your life, maybe. And that's, we know that we gravitate toward experiences that feel familiar, right? And I think for a lot of us, the way that we, you know, sort of move through the world has a lot to do with, are models for you know what we've seen and how we've been taught to believe that something should look. So, like for example, if we use, you know, like a, a workplace example, maybe you have only ever had jobs where your boss is an asshole and talks down to you and makes you feel bad about yourself, right? Those are the only examples you have. And so what you've then internalized is the idea that, yeah, like putting up with your boss being mean and making me feel terrible about myself that is just what it is to have a job you know just what it is to have a job and fyi i i just feel the need to say like it's it's not just what it is to have a job good bosses exist in every single industry across the board there there are kind bosses that's a real thing but how can you know that or truly believe that if that's never been your experience and the same goes for You know romantic relationships if you've been only in relationships with people who have treated you like shit then it's going to be difficult to believe oh something else better is possible because you don't have kind of the data points to show that to you right so there's this kind of idea that we have these models or you know these these stories about what we believe is possible and they're informed by reality right they're informed by things that have really been true for us and that have helped us to create these narratives that then tell us that this is the best that's possible for me, right? And it reinforces feelings of unworthiness that we have, this idea that, well, I, you know, I've never had any better, so maybe I don't deserve any better, right? Which is what where it gets really insidious and really, really toxic, right? What it could also be, and what I think it is for a lot of people, and I think it can be, you know, more than one thing here, but there's a big way obviously the boundaries play a role here and you know the ability to kind of interrupt somebody being unkind somebody you know making you feel badly about yourself and to step in and sort of set a boundary like hey i'm i'm not going to continue this conversation with you speaking to me that way or hey it really hurt my feelings when you said that please don't say that again or hey this joke isn't funny to me whatever the case may be, that's that can be really uncomfortable. That can be really hard to do. And I think it also plays into another story that we really commonly tell ourselves around this. And I t- I've talked about this before. It's this idea that if you ha- don't have too many needs, if you you know, don't set that many boundaries. If you're not asking for very much in a relationship and you're, you're willing to put up with more shit from people, if you're willing to kind of tolerate crappy treatment, that that makes you nicer. That that makes you kind of more like chill or low maintenance or laid back, right? And I think this is often really, really, really true for women. Um, and I think a lot of the time, For and I think this can be true across the board, but a lot of the time for women who date men, there is this idea that like women are high maintenance or emotionally needy or, you know, ask for too much in relationships. And so there is this way that as, as women who date men, there is a pressure to kind of be like super chill, super low maintenance, whatever. So if, you know, if that's something that applies to you, it's possible that that narrative is even more reinforced for you, right? This idea that, you need to be low maintenance in order to, you know, be able to sustain a relationship. And I think that, you know, that can, again, be true kind of across the board, across, you know, different lines of, of gender, sexuality, all of those things. And so we tell ourselves this story that, you know, oh, well, you know, I don't ask for too much in my relationships. I'm not, you know, I'm not high maintenance or anything. So like I can, I can put up with it. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Ask Aubrey is supported by Eliza and Wild. Eliza and Wild creates all natural, high potency CBD products designed to give you targeted, everyday self-care inside and out. Their ingestible and topical CBD products are consciously designed with all natural and intentionally sourced ingredients and fully recyclable packaging. So it's good for you and for the earth. And y'all, Eliza and Wild literally does not have a single product that I don't love. I have them all and everything smells and tastes incredible and is made with ingredients that I can feel good about putting on and in my body. I take the CBD and MCT oil drops daily and they help me to really keep my anxiety and my tension under control. And they also have a line of amazing CBD topical products, including this lip balm that I am truly obsessed with. And like, did you know that CBD actually has anti-inflammatory properties when you apply it directly to your skin? Because I didn't until I started to use this lip balm and it is changing my life. And also it smells amazing, which we all know is really important. And I know that you're going to love these products just as much as I do, so when you grab yours at ElizaAndWild.com, you can use the promo code Aubrey15 at checkout for 15% off your order. That's ElizaAndWild.com, E-L-I-Z-A-A-N-D-W-Y-L-D.com, and make sure to use code Aubrey15, that's A-U-B-R-E-E-1-5, for 15% off. and so however it is that you've arrived at this place right that you're you're listening to this podcast right now and you're recognizing oh i have learned somewhere along the way that it is my responsibility to put up with to tolerate to endure being treated like shit by another person and that you know that that is my baggage to bear and that i you know i somehow deserve that No matter how you got to that place, I do want to say, and again, it's related to the point I made earlier, I am about to share sort of some tangible advice, next steps that you can take to sort of move away from this belief, to begin to unlearn and sort of deprogram this belief for yourself. But none of this is said in any way to suggest that this is somehow your fault. And what I mean by that is that The way someone else treats you is not your fault. And particularly if someone else is treating you unkindly, is being hurtful to you, that is not your fault. Now, are there sometimes steps that you can take to create boundaries to change the way that that looks moving forward? Absolutely, which is what I'm about to share. And I acknowledge that for some folks listening to this, again, you might check out the resources that I have listed um, in the show notes and say like, you know, accessing one of those resources might also be a part of what moving forward looks like for you. So again, this is not to say these next steps are the magic quick fix to, you know, what might be your very complex situation. But my hope is that, you know, what I'm about to share will be helpful in some way. Take what is helpful to you and leave the rest as always. So I think, the really big rocks here, right, that we're dealing with when we, we want to unlearn this false belief that we, you know, we first have to acknowledge that we don't, we don't actually have to tolerate being hurt by someone else, right? There is, you have to kind of unlock that, that baseline belief. We have to actually believe that we are worthy of love and respect and care and, And to be treated in a way that honors who we are as whole human beings with our own set of feelings and our own desires and our own needs and that those things matter, right? And that is sort of the big mindset shift that has to happen first. That is often the, you know, the foundation for a lot of this is a belief that what the treatment we're receiving is what we deserve, that we don't deserve better. And so the first step is beginning to do that work that, again, I will be honest with you, is often lifelong work. It is work that is very much still in progress for me, um, that is shifting that basic belief about yourself, right? That I deserve love, that I am worthy of good things, right? And that those things are possible for me. And in a specific situation when you are being treated poorly and if this is tough for you if it's tough for you to be able to see like this is not okay and I deserve better if if that is difficult which I get it at one point for me it was it was difficult even to to have that moment of this is not okay and sometimes I still struggle with that but I think the place that that you start with that if you are struggling with that basic belief is to imagine that you're substituting in, you know, someone that you really love and put them in your shoes. So, you know, as you're thinking about this, imagine a person in this world, someone that you love the most, someone you feel really tender feelings toward. So maybe you're listening to this, maybe that's your child, you know, maybe it's, it's your child, maybe it's your best friend, maybe it's a sibling, who knows. Whoever it is for you, imagine someone that you feel really soft, tender feelings for. You, you just wish the world for this person. Now imagine that that person were in your exact situation, were in your shoes, were being treated the way you are being treated, were, you know, feeling the way that you're feeling, and you were hearing about it from them. They're confiding in you about it. Would you be excited to hear about how this person was being treated? Would you feel like they deserved that kind of treatment? Again, the kind of treatment that you're currently receiving. Would you feel that that person that you love deserves that? And what advice would you give to them in that situation? If they were like, oh man, I just really need your advice, what should I do? Every single time it is hard for you to conjure that level of self-compassion, which I get it, self-compassion is really fucking hard. If it's hard for you to conjure that for yourself, I give you permission to temporarily replace yourself in that thought experiment with that other person and imagine how you would feel if it were them. And I know people say this a lot, right? This like, you know, imagine if, you know, if a friend were, were feeling the way you're feeling and how you would be kind to them. But I want you to like really vividly play this out and really imagine and then try to apply that same compassion to yourself. Really feel what it feels like to imagine that, you know, your, your child is going into their, I know I keep using the workplace example, but is going into their workplace every day and someone is, you know, treating them so badly that they cry in the bathroom at work every day. How do you feel about that? I would be pissed. I would be angry on their behalf. I would feel a lot of tender feelings toward them. I would be suggesting that maybe they look for another job. I would be suggesting that maybe they, you know, say something to HR. And why am I not applying that same compassion to myself? And if I really put myself into that situation, I imagine someone I love is going through that and then I remember that, oh, hey, I also am someone I love and I am going through that situation, right? If you would be pissed if your loved one was being treated the way that you're being treated right now, but you find it acceptable when it's happening to you, ask yourself why that is. And really explore that belief. Really dig deeply into that. Why? Why is it okay because it's you? Because that is the root right there. And the answer to that might be painful, you know, I'm not saying this is, any of this is easy. Shit, nothing we ever talk about here is easy, is it? I'm not saying it's easy, but that's the root. Why is it okay that it's happening to you if it's not okay that it's happening to someone else? So that's number one right there, right? Is beginning to, and again, this isn't the whole work, but it's how you begin. It's beginning to tackle that mindset around yourself and what you do and don't deserve. And the next piece, you know, once you've, and you don't have to be totally done with the mindset where it's not like complete, completely change your mindset and then you may move on to step two. You can do both of these simultaneously, but the other piece to tackle, you know, once you've decided that the current treatment you're receiving is not okay with you, right? It doesn't meet your standards for how you you deserve or want to be treated. You're gonna need to set Some kind of boundary with this person or people, right? Whatever the case may be for your particular situation. And I know we said this can happen literally in in an infinite list of places, right? It could be your job, it could be your partner, it could be your parents, who knows? So boundaries are going to look really different depending on the situation. Both depending on the context, depending on your particular situation. So I'm not – what I'm not telling you necessarily here is that, like, you know, if you're being treated like shit at work, the only solution is to leave your job. That's – it's not necessarily the case. It might be to leave your job. Um, I'm somebody who often <laughs> gives my friends the advice of leaving their job if it's really, really, you know, sucking their soul. But it might – the solution might not be to leave, you know. It – if you don't like the way that your partner does something or says something the solution isn't necessarily that you have to end that relationship That you have to break up with them again it might be but it might not be but if something isn't working and we know it's not what we want we know that something has to change right and you know we've talked about this before you can change what you have control over and what, what is it that you have control over? I really hope that you answered that out loud and that you said, me, Aubrey, it's me. I'm what I have control over. It's you. End of list. And so we are going to grab onto what we can control and we are going to set some boundaries and guidelines around what we can control, us. I'm going to set some boundaries around me. You know, we can't make anyone do anything. But we can set the boundaries and we can say, if you, then I. So we, you know, the other person is a big if, but we can make clear to them that if something happens, if they choose a certain behavior, then this is what we will choose in return, right? And you are going to have to actually communicate to this person in some way, you know, what those boundaries are going to be. Um, or in some cases you may need to create like actual distance and separation and like a real physical boundary. Again, all depends on your situation. So you might quit the job. You might end the relationship. You might, you know, become estranged from that person. You might say, hey, when you talk to me in a baby voice when I'm feeling sad, I think that you think that's a funny joke, but to me it feels like a put down and I want you to stop right you might say hey your parents are really fucking unkind to me and i'm not willing to spend time with them anymore right you might decide that you're going to stop having conversations with that one friend about that one certain topic because you always walk away feeling like shit about yourself right and so you know if you need help with boundaries in particular if you're listening to this and you're like aubrey i fucking suck at boundaries it's really hard That's okay, babe. You can scroll back in the archives of, you know, all of my old episodes, wherever you listen to your podcast, and you will find many episodes that address boundaries in some way. It is a big topic around here because a lot of us struggle with it. So it's not easy, and that's okay. But that's so much of what this struggle is, right? You know, when we believe that being treated a certain way is just like, you know, I guess I just have to put up with it. You know, part of that is because boundaries are really hard to set, to communicate, to hold. It's hard. And even before that, it's ultimately first about believing that you deserve to set the boundary in the first place. It is ultimately about believing that you deserve something better at all. It's about a basic belief that you deserve to be treated well, that you deserve to be treated the way that you want to be treated. And so if you're listening to this and any of this resonates for you, I promise, I promise that you do deserve better. If you're listening to this and you have somebody that, you're, that you have in mind that you're like, yes, this all is really like, is making you think of a particular situation where you're like, yes, this person makes me feel like shit. If if you can describe any of your relationships as somebody consistently making you feel like shit, I promise that you deserve better than that. And I say that with absolute confidence, okay? So I want you to rub that in. This is something that my wife says to me and that I really love, which is that you know, if she ever gives a compliment or, you know, says something that she really wants me to absorb, she says, rub it in. And she'll do like like a gesture like she's rubbing in lotion. I usually do it like on my chest over my heart. Um, but like she she will make me actually do it to show that I'm doing the exercise of rubbing it in. So when I tell you you deserve good things, I want you to rub it in. I hope you're actually doing it right now. And listen, I hope that you have an amazing week whenever you're listening to this. I hope the rest of your week is amazing and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved it, please take a second to subscribe on your favorite platform, leave a rating or a review and take a screenshot and share it on social media or with a friend who needs to hear a message like this one. I love the chance to hear from you and connect with you because it gives me the opportunity to remind you that you are worthy, worthy of wholeness and happiness and just good things. So send me the question or the topic that's keeping you up at night or that you just wanna hear more about. You can send me a voice memo at anchor.fm slash Aubrey Henderson. And I can actually include any voice memos that you send me in the show, which I think is pretty bad. Or you can send a good old fashioned written message from my website at aubreyhenderson.com. I'll see you next time, babes.